Good morning, beautiful people of God here on the Hub of New Mexico and for God's Glory Alone Ministries. I'm so sorry we didn't get a podcast to you yesterday as we were still recovering from <laughs> that time change. Doesn't that kind of flip you over like a pancake? My goodness, and I'm still adjusting to this time change. I'm usually up at 3 o'clock, and for some reason, my body is sleeping till 5 o'clock in the morning. I don't know what that's all about, and I just feel tired, and allergies are hitting me, but that's just the way it is. That time change is, I just wish they would keep the same time all the time. And then we have the tremendous event for our Lord Jesus Christ and for his babies in reserve at the Baptist Church, the abortion awareness meeting that Dan and Laura were at, a tremendous gathering of people from reserve in Catron County, standing against abortion and creating awareness as to this problem that we're having, not only in our country, but specifically in New Mexico, Albuquerque, the abortion, late-term abortion capital of the world. We've been studying... Matthew 5, 1 through 12, and I'm going to pick it up now where we left off last week. We want to share today about this, about, about this. How many of you know what it's like to be truly hungry? Hungry. You know, not just like right now, I haven't had breakfast, so my stomach is growling a little bit. But I want you to just think about this. Have you ever had the feeling of extreme hunger? due to being without food for several days. Several days, just not hours, but days. Most of us here in America have not experienced that kind of hunger, unless it was through a time of fasting, right? But many people in third world countries experience it every day. But get this, they will do whatever it takes to get rid of those pains of hunger. My pastor friend, Robert Lewis, who makes mission trips, was in Guatemala and he watched as a garbage truck came into the dump and people chased it so they could have first dibs on the best trash. Yes. Little children and adults watching as the garbage truck came into the dump and people chased it so they could have first dibs on the best trash. That happens in America when kids and adults chase an ice cream truck. But these precious people of God were chasing a garbage truck for something to eat. Though it may not have been as severe as what Robert witnessed, there would have been people in Jesus' day and of the culture who would have known the pains of hunger. Therefore, when Jesus spoke to them about, it would have been a vivid illustration of how God wants us to desire holiness in our lives. If we're not careful, you and I might look at this verse and relate it to having a little snack. I just need a little bit of holiness in my life, something to tide me over, something to stop the stomach growls. But Jesus was saying, the person who craves righteousness, the person who thinks about all about it all the time, the person who is willing to do whatever it takes to satisfy that hunger, that person will be filled with untouchable joy. Verse 7, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. Jesus was saying, the person who craves righteousness, 
the person who thinks about it all the time, the person who is willing to do whatever it takes to satisfy that hunger, that person will be filled with untouchable joy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. When we accept Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, He extends His mercy toward us. But we must also begin extending that same kind of mercy toward others. Woo! Some are going to have a problem with that, huh? The challenge. We must also begin extending that same kind of mercy toward others. It's a godly principle that is taught throughout the entire New Testament. In order to be forgiven by God, we must be willing to forgive others. I'm going to repeat that. You've heard it. In order to be forgiven by God, we must be willing to forgive others. In Matthew 6, a little later in this sermon series, Jesus is teaching his disciples how to pray. And part of that prayer goes like this. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. In the same manner or with the same measure that we forgive others. Then after the prayer, Jesus says, If you forgive men, they will sin against you. Your heavenly Father will also forgive you. If you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. We shouldn't have any misunderstanding here. I would submit to you that there are many church-going Christians walking around in a state of unforgiveness because they have not forgiven someone who has wronged them. Unless we're not being obedient to God, in which case it should frighten us. In fact, there is a positive and a negative to every one of these statements from Jesus, and to determine which one applies, you have to assess whether you are being obedient to God or not. Verse 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Lord willing, we'll be back here tomorrow on the Hub of New Mexico and at For God's Glory and Ministries. We love you more than you know. I'm Pastor Dewey Modi.